Hello everybody, this is me Amin And this is Alex And welcome to another episode of Let's Talk About And in this episode, we're going to talk about The cheapest EV in Malaysia And whether you should get it or not So, um, one of the biggest news in EV, I guess uh, In the past couple of months Okay, so it's now May 25th And we're shooting this So the past couple of months I think this was launched within this month Yep, at least one Was the most affordable Was the cheapest EV you can get in Malaysia Which is the Neta V Priced at a hundred thousand ringgit. Okay, so exactly. affordable <laughs> is relative here. La. I think a hundred thousand ringgit is a pretty hefty price to pay for a car. You get a lot of decent cars for that price. So a lot of the questions we get from from our viewers and people talking to us is that okay, if I'm going to try to buy or drive an EV. I would probably want to get the cheapest one out there because, you know, low risk and everything. Then the question is, should I spend 100k on a Neta V? Okay, so we're going to try and answer the question whether the Neta V is a good car. What is a Neta V? What is Neta? And for the amount of money, would you spend it on an EV or on an ICE? If it's on an ICE, like internal combustion engine car, which one would it be? And then we're going to compare bargain basement EV, which is the Neta V. So this Neta V, again, is the cheapest EV you can get. So consider like bargain basement and uh, the cheapest car you can get in the market right now, which I think is an Azia. Yep. And then we're going to see w- 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 which one's best. Lah. Now, Alex, uh, you s- okay, you saw the Neta V during the Malaysian Auto Show, right? What is Neta? Okay, so Neta is one of the, the EV startups in China because, you know, China is like, is EVs everywhere right now. There's like thousands, new, I think, hundred over EV brands out there, mm. and Neta's one of the players. And mm. so, um, Neta has, I think, there's three models. There's Neta Vs, Neta U, I believe, and Neta S, the 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 sports car. So three different models. The cheapest one is Neta V. So it's been sold in uh, Thailand, I think, in Nepal and India, mm. and Malaysia is the new market. Mm. So as we all know, um, this is like you said, this is the cheapest car mm. in in Malaysia. Um, the cheapest EV. The cheapest EV in yeah. Malaysia. Mm. Yes. And then so in terms of design, so this. It's like a sorry, like a mini hatchback SUV crossover thingy. I don't know what they call it. So it looks weird. Looks weird. So it is essentially it's like a my V size car that's a bit higher. Yeah, I mean it looks out of proportion to me. Yeah. Um, I don't. I saw it also. I went to the auto show and I I will save my first impressions for when after you finish <laughs> about the car. Okay. Okay. So, what do you get for hundred k? So, okay. Firstly, uh, it comes with a single motor. It should be expected. It's front wheel drive. Mm. Uh, the motor pushes uh, ninety four horsepower mm-hmm. and hundred fifty newton meters of torque. So, yeah. like pretty similar to what you get with like a city or or or, or uh, Vios kind of uh, car in terms of specs. But uh, you look at the acceleration time, though. It has an acceleration time of. 3.9 seconds. Wow, so fast. 0 to 50. <laughs> <laughs> and he has a rated top speed of just 120 kilometers per hour. 120? 120 is cruising speed for my V. That's like around town, my V speed. Yeah. Not even on highway. Yeah, so that's limitation. <laughs> but we, of course, we all know that uh, electric cars or EVs, they normally have a lower top speed. But this 120 is, is really low. It's like just slightly above the national speed limit. And on test of battery, it uh. gets a 38.5 kilowatt hour relatively small quite similar I think in the same regions of the Nissan Leaf which boasts a range of 380 
kilometers. Claim. claim. I want to say claim because you're not going to get 380. On that's that's not the worst part. It's based on the NEDC cycle, <laughs> not WLTP. The older NEDC. So that 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 is an older format. Yeah, it's more uh, generous in terms yeah, of figures. Yeah, and it's it it doesn't focus on city driving and and all that. So. If it says 380, you gotta like minus maybe 40% from that. You gotta take away 40% to get actual real world mileage. So you're not gonna get 380 kilometers from 38.5 kilowatt hour battery. I I would say safely it's like maybe 250 to 300 at most. 300 is like super light footed <laughs> at most. Yeah. So yeah, and then but here's impressive thing. Mm. Um, it supports 100 kilowatt of DC charging, which is I don't I find it quite weird because 100 kilowatt DC charging, right? That means it's okay, faster than okay. it's just higher than most of other car EVs out there. More premium EVs. There's more uh. premium EVs. Yeah, even yeah, like yeah. BOD Auto, Kevin <laughs> do. I think BOD Auto three the the range the higher range one. This uh-huh. is like eighty eight kilowatts, and then the Kona. I think mm. it's like 77 kilowatts. So it's 100 kilowatts. But I want to point out the charging time is the same. In fact, this one the charging time is lesser because from 30% to 80% takes 30, 30 minutes. And this is a smaller battery for DC charging, and it's only 38 kilowatts, which yes. is 30%. Capacity of um, the Kia EV6. So the Kia EV6 has 77 kilowatt hour yeah. battery. This about is half lah. This is yeah. Yeah, about half. Forty yeah. percent. Yeah, and then and for example, even although the paper says 100 kilowatt, mm. how long can it sustain 100 kilowatt? Maybe only for like 10 minutes, 20 minutes, or maybe five minutes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and then in terms of AC charging, um, similar to what you get on most Chinese EVs, it's only like single phase 6.6 kilowatt. So. Mm. And it's super slow. Super slow. It takes eight hours to charge this tiny battery. And in terms of the size, yeah, it looks quite spacious mm-hmm. because you know it looks like a, a hatchback on steroids. So you have it's a five seater car. Mm. You have a boot that's uh, slightly bigger than my V. It's about 335 liters. Yep. My V is about 277 liters. Okay. And it has a t- taller roof. And in terms of wheelbase. Uh, surprisingly, it's narrower than a Myvi because the wheelbase is. is uh, you mean shorter? Shorter wheelbase. Uh-huh. It's only 2.4 meters long. Because it doesn't have an engine, so maybe it doesn't need a longer wheelbase. Yeah, because normally, like EVs, they normally have wider, longer wheelbase yeah. to put bigger battery, and then they have short, shorter overhangs. <laughs> But maybe because this car is a smaller battery, right? Yeah. They don't need to stretch the wheelbase so much. But I think the, in terms of interior, right? Mm. They try to. They try to be a bit like Tesla in the sense that there is it has a simple dash. Uh-huh. You have a huge screen in the middle, yep. about 14.6 inches, mm-hmm. um, which controls almost everything. Uh, That's the con- size of a laptop. Yeah, 14.6 <laughs> inch. Yeah, yeah, it's uh-huh. bigger than um, the most uh, EVs out there right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, screen. yeah, one of the biggest, I think. Yeah, and yeah. then in front of the driver, you have this tiny little strip, like a monochrome uh, LCD display, yeah. 12 inch that goes across, which looks like you know, like the digital, digital get the calculator, like Very a digital basic, clock, digital clock kind yeah. of thing. And then it's it's positioned above, so I think they try to go for that, you know, the Peugeot kind of. Uh, Approach that you need to look over the steering wheel yeah, yeah, going yeah, through yeah. it, yeah, yeah. and then the steering wheel is a two-spot steering wheel, uh-huh. and yes, that this red lining in the middle. <laughs> what's what's that for? You know, like for ra- like most of the race racing cars, racing is, feel is yes, it? Yes, yes, <laughs> because you know it hits uh 50 kilometers in 3.9 seconds. <laughs> yes, and yeah, and it's such a big screen, right? It doesn't su- unfortunately it doesn't support um Apple, Apple CarPlay, CarPlay Android Auto, but it supports screen mirroring. So basically, it's <laughs> that like you can just project the screen, but you can do the touch. It doesn't transfer the touch over. Oh my god. But another redeeming feature is that it has vehicle to load, <laughs> up to 3.3 kilowatts. So this whatever battery you can take it camping. Uh. Yes, which and then after that battery. the battery finished, <laughs> then you cannot go home. Yeah, so it has that, and then but I think oh my god, I, and then also we we see in the car also right the interior is very scratchy. It's like 
what what do you expect? It's like the quality of the plastics inside is what you expect to see from a car that's priced under fifty k. I think most, I think even the new products, I think feel much better. I think the Asia feels more, more premium. premium. Yes, yeah. a lot of scratchy plastics is mm. all black. Um, and then but I think the biggest um crime is that in terms of safety department for a, for a car at this price, hundred k, hundred k, the safety tech right? Yeah, is basically saga level, <laughs> base saga level, it's base baseline saga. Yeah, is it like two airbags? Uh-huh. You got A, B. Uh, I think uh, stab- uh, stab- I think they stability control. ESP. ESP. Uh-huh. And then the only luxury thing you get is passive cruise control. <laughs> There's no Which AB. is manual, normal cruise control. Yes, yes. it's not. It's yeah. just normal cruise control. Which something you don't get in Saga cruise control. <laughs> So that's added bonus. Well, why would you want a cruise control on a car that can only go <laughs> up to 120? <laughs> what? What? Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, with the speed, you know, that's not meant for high cruising. And <laughs> oh, it does have a reverse camera. Yay. Yay. <laughs> oh, it's going to look good on the big screen, 14. Yes. And then John, uh, Jonathan, he managed to get a test drive, right? and then mm. he said that the reverse camera looks weird because the aspect ratio is like super stretched. <laughs> because the display is weird. Yeah, the display is the- weird. No, it's not the display is weird because the display is so huge. They didn't figure out that oh, I gotta crop the, I gotta, mm. I gotta resize the screen for, for the, the re- uh, reverse for the camera, reverse camera yes. to match the the width, uh, you know, to account for the space I have in the in the fourteen inch screen. Yep, they didn't figure that out. Yeah, and then another big problem with the Neta is that the basically the seats right, yeah, there's no height adjustment and the steering wheel is fixed. You can adjust for <laughs> tilt. Don't talk about telescopic. You can't wait, wait, wait. Am I in 1999? What's going on? Wait, 999, right? <laughs> Even the sagas, you can have adjustable steering wheel already. <laughs> yeah, I remember when I was uh, driving a Satria in 1999, it had a uh, tilt adjustable steering wheel. This basically... <laughs> What this is this? this basically Asia, the previous gen. Well, Even okay. the new Asia, right? You can adjust the steering wheel. If you can give me a 14.6 inch screen, right? Can you not give me an adjustable steering wheel? Like, can how you much s- does that cost? I'll take a adjustable steering wheel over a big screen. You just <laughs> you give me a basic, no screen also can. You know, just give me a basic <laughs> reel. I don't care. You know, just make sure that the driving position is right. Uh. I can get comfortable easily. But so that's the thing. Like they prioritize on the techy stuff, but they forgot about the you know the drivability. Yeah. So that's the biggest disappointment. So John went for test drive. That is the biggest disappointment. <laughs> yeah, because you know why? Because. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, because John was okay. John, okay. I think, I think there are a lot of disappointments in this car, but I'm surprised that <laughs> non-adjustable steering column is the biggest. No, because this, because the rest, right? It's mm. like you can live with it, but I think it's the driving position that's something yeah. that's very <laughs> yeah. important. You can't get that right. Yeah, you gotta yeah. customize your own seat. And I, don't I, I don't mind the rest of the other floors. You can live with it, but come on, the steering wheel and the seats—that's something that needs to be yeah. adaptable because Duke. He's quite a tall fella. Uh, yeah, I he, think he's close to six feet. Yeah, and yeah. then when you try to get in, right, yeah. just to get into the seat, right, mm. he's, he's, um, he's, <laughs> his legs are already like grazing through the steering wheel. So uh-huh. he needs to like roll under the steering wheel to get into a comfortable position. <laughs> so when he's driving, he can drive with his tie. La. Something like that. So it's basically, <laughs> the steering is on his lap already. That means he got automatic auto cruise, <laughs> auto, auto steering. <laughs> auto steering, yes. So that's like, come on, man, for a car this price, can you at least sort this out first before you think of other things? Okay, is that an option for other countries? Did it, was it an option or do we know if it's No an idea. I, we, but we do know that uh, there is a higher spec uh, Neta V with more advanced safety features. That's, that's all we know. Yeah. Okay. Are you done talking about 
Yeah, I mean, what else do you want me to talk about? I mean, that's pretty much it. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah. um, John. Okay, John did the test drive, right? And he keeps telling me that he said that the car is not bad to drive. It's mm. comfortable, easy to drive. Then I asked him, right? But then, John, this is a 100K car. Are you putting your standard so low that, okay, it's a decent drive, that means I can spend 100K? Or are you looking... What kind of lens are you... I mean, if I was driving the car, I would like, no, man, this is not 100K. Yep. Definitely it's not 100K. This is not 100K. I think we're getting ahead of ourselves here because I, I remember we started the show saying that, okay, we're going to talk about the Neta. You're going to talk about... <laughs> Uh, a 100k alternatives yes, yes. and then we're going to talk about a baseline uh, yep. ICE vehicle and compare that with the Neta because baseline compared with baseline we don't look at the price right yep. the cheapest EV with the cheapest ICE car yep. and then we're going to say whether whether you should get a Neta V or not yep. but already so far in the show we can tell you that this is this is a bad reputation to EVs man seriously you can, you can tell how where is this heading just look at the specs alone yeah. I cannot recommend anybody if you want to try an EV, right, I think you get a second-hand Kona mm-hmm. EV. Yep. Uh, there are some EVs, in the yeah. in the market. Uh, I, I saw on Facebook, people are, salespeople are like uh, doing sales for demo units. I think uh, you can get like a demo unit for the, Kona, uh, no, the Hyundai Ioniq 5, mm-hmm. the light spec or the plus spec. You spend a bit more. Look, if you have 100K, right, don't buy an ICE. Okay. If you have no, sorry, don't buy an EV. If you have hundred K, right? Mm. Let's say, for example, you have spare change, right? I, I want to try the cheapest <laughs> EV, right? Wow, hundred K spare change. Yeah. Damn. And for example, you <laughs> okay. just want to try find the cheapest EV, right? Uh-huh. I think it's better for you just buy a secondhand Zoe, which I think some people are selling for forty K. Because yes, the battery might degrade, yes. but overall, it's better to drive. And you have similar safety, Maybe similar the safety specs. Sitting position is better. Yeah, it's, I think it's much more comfortable. Or get like it's a more Nissan premium. Leaf or something like that. Or or try a hybrid mm. first. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah. okay. Here's my thoughts on the Neta. I think it's. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, to the people that bring Neta to Malaysia. I, maybe they have better plans. Maybe I don't understand what their ideas are. But I have to tell you, this is a terrible car. Plastics are scratchy, hard plastics all over the place. Um, not being able to adjust your seat height and your steering height is dangerous mm-hmm. because it has uh, the steering has airbags. Yep. If it's not adjusted properly, then the airbags wouldn't work properly. I'm surprised that this even is allowed in Malaysia because it wouldn't even pass NCAP because you cannot adjust the steering properly to protect the driver. Um, in terms of its power and, and, and battery... And range, I think this will, would work as a city car. Yep. You cannot get point to point um, going up the plus highway without stopping. And you have to wait 30 minutes to get the car from 30% to 80%. Which For is, a tiny battery. Yeah, which is probably another 200 kilometers. You cannot take this across uh, states in Malaysia. You well, can maybe, just need to wait a long time. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean... Yeah. Th- you have to change a lot of your driving habits to figure this out. On top of that, 6.6 kilowatt charging. On top of that, if you're getting an ETA, if you're staying in, in your own house, you can you got to invest in a charger. Mm-hmm. So you're going to invest in a charger. All of the charges in Malaysia, not all, okay, most of the charges in Malaysia at least support 11 kilowatt. This car takes only 6.6, um, half of what a charger is capable of doing. And you need, you need eight hours overnight to charge this car. I think that's not a big issue. 
because most of the either Chinese EVs like the BYD Auto 3, mm. they're also like single phase 7 kilowatt and you're going to charge at home overnight is not an issue. That's the least of the problem of this car. <laughs> That's the least of the problem. Okay. Oh, I, and then only two airbags. Yes. Um, That's the thing. For this price range, right, I think it's, it should be illegal to sell cars your yes. EV for this price range. I agree. Or, or no, no. It should be illegal, illegal to sell cars, cars without yeah. six airbags. In Europe, you need six, minimum is six airbags. And at least AEBs now. Yeah, yeah, there's no protection for the thing. In Europe, right, for you to sell the car, you need uh, seatbelt sensors for the real occupant as well, or else you can't sell it. And here we have an electric vehicle that's priced at 100,000 ringgit with subpar safety equipment being sold in Malaysia. Uh, again, I have to apologize to the people who are bringing the data in, but this is something that I don't think I can recommend. And with that, with that, we end the show. <laughs> All right. Stay tuned next week. No, <sighs> but uh, you want to go through like what are the options? You okay, need? okay. Yes. So, so 100K. 100K gives you tons of options. So let me go through my picks, right? Mm-hmm. So if I have 100,000 ringgit to spend on a car, I have three choices, right? Uh, number one, the top of my choice would be the Proton X50 flagship model. Has power, has looks, has all the really nice nice features it's a bit more than 100 so it's 113,000 but you know you take a loan for 7 years you amortize that across the loan period I think it should be not much more than what you're paying for the Neta yep um, if you're going for below 100k maybe you can consider the Nissan Almera it looks really nice now doesn't look like a dugong <laughs> like the, <laughs> yes, the first one. model yes uh, it has a 1 litre turbo engine uh, it looks really smart and it's uh, AB Yes, it has all the safety features, six airbags and stuff for that. Mm-hmm. And, and it's priced below 100k, 90,000 ringgit. I think the Almera is a really good buy. I don't know yep. why I don't see a lot more of it on the road. And then if I want to go crazy, I want to go bling bling, right? It's going to be the Honda, uh, the Honda City Hatchback RS EHEV. And that's probably the best transition if you want to move from pure ice to electric. Because this um, hybrid vehicle uh, actually has a stronger motor and the and the motor can actually power the car. I remember you were telling me, right, it, it powers the car up to a certain speed and then when it goes on to highway mode, then only the engine, engine kicks drives, in. Yeah, to drive the something wheel, yeah. like that. Um, mm. Sorry for the viewers, I don't have full details on it, but generally, uh, with the City Hatchback RS uh, EHEV, you will be using more of the electric vehicle, uh, sorry, you'll be using more of the electric motor than you normally would on a Honda hybrid or on most normal hybrids. So it's more dependent on the electric uh, componentry than the engine itself. The engine functions as a generator to pa- to charge the battery and sometimes power the motor and not directly power the vehicle, if if that makes sense. <laughs> you get what I'm saying, right? Yep. Yeah. So basically, petrol engine is more like a genset and it will drive the car only at cruising highway speeds. Yes. At above, like a, above 100 or something. Right? 80, 100 plus. Me? Yeah, when it's the most efficient. Yeah. yeah. And there's like a gear, le- not gear lever, there's like there's a no gear, gear box. Mode. A switch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah switch yeah. between electric or the petrol engine. Yeah. And then like above a certain speed, it goes back into moto mode or something yeah. like there that. There are a few modes like there's pure EV, there's an engine only, there's also a hybrid, basically the, the petrol engine is just generating power to the electric motor. Yeah, so, mm. talking to you about this, right, if anybody wants to go into electric, right, then maybe the Honda hatchback, uh, Honda City hatchback RS EHB is a better electric experience than the Neta V. What and would you get for 100k? Um, For me, 
um, similar to yours, but for for the price, right, uh, closer to 100k mm. would be the sedan version, Honda City E HEV RS. Mm. That's going for 105,000 uh, ringgit. And like, and I think most crucially is that it's all the bells and whistles. He has six airbags. Yes, AB on the um, sensing. All the sensing. Yep. So all these safety features, you know, it takes all the right boxes. Yep. And if you want the size and you don't mind, you know, not having AB, mm. of course, the next option would be the Proton X70 standard. You mm. want a big car. All size is all that matters to you. So that costs a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> that costs us 100,000 ringgit. 98,000 ringgit, 800 ringgit. So it's say 1,000 ringgit. <laughs> For the size. And it doesn't have AAB. So but it has six airbags. Pay more attention on the road. Lah, yeah, correct. Basically. Yes, you want size. And then another option is... Uh, besides Honda City would be the Toyota Vios if it's, you want to go full ice mm. so that's like uh, 95,000 ringgit for the high spec I don't like the Vios <laughs> I don't know why I mean I don't I prefer the City I'm to be honest s- yeah I'm sorry I can't explain why I don't like the Vios but I don't like the Vios and I don't like the what's the hatchback Yaris either yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm sorry for all of you guys driving Vioses and Yaris but, but objectively it's still a much better car than Eta than Eta yes for yes. sure yeah, for sure, dude. And uh, and Asia, <laughs> and Asia is a better car than the Neta. And, I'm, uh, again, yes. uh, I, I'm I'm sorry to the Neta people again, but I'm sorry. Okay, so we we started with the conversation about whether you should spend a hun- whether Neta V is a worthwhile EV to spend for 100k, right? We talked about that, <laughs> and I think it's clear what our opinions are on that. And then number two is to talk about okay, for the same amount of money, what cars would you? What car can you recommend? And we talked about the ice cars, hybrid talk, cars, and the hybrid cars. So you know, both of us would pick a Proton. You would get like an X seventy or a City sedan. I would go for X fifty or City hatchback RS or maybe an Almera if you want to go below hundred k. Then what were we supposed to talk about? We're supposed to talk about the cheapest ice the car. The base spec uh yeah, the cheapest ice car versus the cheapest electric car. So mm-hmm. the cheapest ice car on the market right now is the Asia G variant, which is what, three thirty eight thousand ringgit. Yeah. If you want a bigger car, there's the Saga thirty four eight hundred. Baseline. Yes. Okay. So let's go over the cheapest one first. Mm-hmm. What do you get in the Asia? You get a one liter engine. Three cylinder that pushes uh fifty kilowatts, fifty kilowatts? How much? Uh, fifty kilowatts is about, about maybe less than a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Uh is sixty seven horsepower. Wow, that's terrible. <laughs> but it's a light car, so it's okay. And then ninety one uh ninety meters of torque. But the fuel consumption is twenty seven point four liters. Yeah, you get really good fuel consumption. I sh- I saw on 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 social media as well. Yep. A lot of people who are uh, driving Asias, the new ones, mm-hmm. are saying that wow, this is really good yep. fuel consumption. Yeah, it's three cylinder, low yep. power. I mean, what do you expect, right? Yeah, but frugal, no 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 doubt about it. Is it still two airbags on the baseline? The baseline is two airbags. Only the highest spec has six airbags. So that's the Asia. I forgot the variant, but it's about fifty k, about forty five. The, the low spec is 38. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's two airbags. The high spec is AV, 49,500. That's slightly below 50. So that's six airbags. And then you got the... Is there a Produa sensing? <laughs> yes. A Produa uh, smart driver assist. So uh-huh. you have the pre-collision warning, pre-collision braking, basic AEB. La, and then you also yeah. lane departure warning and prevention, yeah. blind spot monitoring, rear cost traffic alert. Mm. Uh, you have parking assist, rear, uh, basically the, the, the usual stuff, la, but well, no cruise control. La. It's the whole shebang. La. Yeah, it's a cruise control. And, and then I think I remember I talked about this in the previous show. Uh, I don't remember what show, but we talked about like, you know, it doesn't mean that if like, uh, Produa has AEB yep. and pr- a cross collision warning and all that, that it works better than like maybe a Mercedes or mm-hmm. a Kia yep. or for that matter. 
So there is this thing what we call what I call fidelity. So the level of accuracy and smoothness of how the safety features implement themselves in the vehicle depend depends on the car actually. So I think Mercedes has one of the best implementations. Um, Perdua is it might be a bit rough, but at least you have something rather than nothing. Yes, you have blind spot assist and all that. You don't have that in the Neta V. Mm. Even if you go for the highest spec Asia, which is about forty-seven thousand ringgit, forty-nine hundred, forty, okay, about fifty thousand, mm-hmm. half the price of an V, you get more things. Yes. So why would you spend a hundred thousand ringgit on an V? Zero emissions. That's the only thing. That's the only difference at all. Oh my lord. Yes. Anything else you want to add? I think that's pretty much it in terms of today's discussion. Yeah, it's pretty clear cut. Um, for okay, for me is this. Um. If you want to buy an EV, mm. the cheapest EV, what's the cheapest EV you should go for? Even considering of getting. I would get a second-hand corner. Second-hand corner. Yes. For me, is the cheapest I would recommend still uh, right now is mm. to get the BYD Auto 3. That's the cheapest car you should consider if you want cheapest to buy. Cheapest brand new. Brand new Are you saying cheapest brand yes, new? Yes, cheapest brand new to consider. The uh, BYD. Yes. Yes. But that is around, that's 60K more, right? So that's about one and a half One forty nine, so fifty k more. It's it's a uh, one and a half times more than the wait. It's fifty percent more than the yeah, Neta V. Yeah, but you get a lot more. It's like okay, think about it this way, right? So if we th- considering between the BYD Auto yes. three and uh. the net, then sorry, BYD Auto three and the Neta V, right? Mm. It's like okay, it's fifty k less, but it feels like you're getting way more than fifty k less. And if you are going to spend all the money on upgrading the V. Put in a bigger battery lah. Put in the e- EBD, yeah. AES, whatever. All these new things, right? It's Even gonna cost can, yes. more than 50k. Yes. So yeah. So cheap is not always good. Yeah. And good is always is and good is not always cheap. Yeah. But I <laughs> but we but they still hope though because um the what are you hoping for? <laughs> huh? What are you hoping for? Because there there are cheaper options that are slated to come to Malaysia. Like for example, after the BYD Auto 3, mm. there are plans to bring in the BYD Dolphin. To Malaysia, so it's like a hatchback EV. Yes. Yeah, and mm-hmm. that in Thailand is about 800 baht, so it's about hundred thousand ringgit. Oh, okay, hundred thousand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. but I think reality, I think probably expecting maybe one ten. But that's a hundred thousand ringgit plus taxes on in Thailand, right? So yes, if, if it's without taxes and it's going to come to Malaysia, it's probably going to be lower than that, lower than a hundred thousand ringgit. Might be, it might be not because Thailand's tax structure is a bit different because Malaysia is okay, totally no excise, no import duties. Mm-hmm. So Thailand is you still pay a, pay a little bit of tax, but they throw in extra incentives. Like I think no no mistake is close to twenty thousand ringgit off the price tag. So that's the reason why the Ora Good Cat in mm. Thailand is so much cheaper than Malaysia as well as the Neta V. Neta V in, in Thailand is like seventy five k, but one Malaysia is hundred k. So mm. besides the taxation thing, is that because Thailand they actually throw additional twenty thousand um uh incentive. So. I would say for the dolphin, probably close or slightly more. Speaking of taxes, there's another thing you need to consider. So right now, if you buy an electric vehicle, you enjoy a tax-free period. You don't have to pay excise duty. Mm-hmm. You have to pay sales tax, and yep. you don't have to pay road tax, all the way until 2025. If I'm not, if I'm yes. not mistaken, uh, towards the end of 2025. 2025. The question, the biggest question right now is: if you buy an Asia. One liter engine. The road tax is super cheap. Yes. What we don't know is so the government has already put out the tax calculation for electric vehicles. They have not changed that, right? It has yep. not been updated, and it's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, take uh, for example the Kia EV6, the car that I drive, the car that Alex drive. 
the road tax on that car is three thousand five hundred ringgit or something like that. I think the, the to put things in the clearer context is like mm. the Kona, for example. Yep. The Kona one point six liter uh, N line, mm. which produces close to two hundred horsepower, one nine five. The road tax for that is ninety ringgit because for petrol car you count 4. based 6, on yeah. one point six, so mm. ninety ringgit. You count on the CC. Yes. Yes. And for EVs, you count based on power output. Mm. So the EVs also about two hundred horsepower. Mm. Similar horsepower, right? Mm-hmm. So you see, the it's output power output based on kilowatt, right? It's kilowatt horsepower. Mm. Yeah, mm. but in terms of the output for both cars, mm-hmm. they are very similar. Petrol and EV. Mm. Just because it's EV, right? And yeah. based on that calculation, the Kona electric costs nine hundred ringgit. <laughs> so it's like ten <laughs> times more. Petrol ninety, EV nine hundred. Both about two hundred horsepower. So, so it doesn't make sense. How much would a road tax for the Neta V cost? It's right. now how much? It's uh? um, it's quite low. It's ninety four horsepower. Yep. which is about I don't know how many kilowatts is that. Yeah, I need to check that out. But um, but it's still it's going to be in the higher. hundreds, lah. Yes, definitely be much because more. it's based on power output. Yeah, so it's not fair. So, uh, Anthony Lok, uh, the transport minister said that they are reviewing the structure mm. and it's expected to be announced towards the end of this year and will be part of the budget twenty twenty four announcement. Mm. And of course, right now, like you said, uh, Rotax is free until the end of twenty twenty five. So whatever structure they're going to announce. They will take effect from 2026 onwards. Yes. And, okay, now, for those of you who are interested in, like, okay, you're still adamant. No, no, no. There should be, for, for EVs to be massively and widely adopted, there should be cheap EVs below 100K for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're not wrong. Uh, I agree. Yeah, cars that are about 50 to 80K, a lot more people can buy and that should foster the adoption of electric vehicles in the country. The problem is, I don't think any car manufacturer is making EVs at that price range. That's number one. Number two, the problem is, um, are the tax incentives uh, that the government is giving out for EVs right now is only for cars priced at a hundred thousand and above. If the car, if an energy vehicle is below hundred thousand, eighty thousand ringgit, for example, then they will be taxed accordingly. Um, I guess it's a similar structure as what cars get taxed now. Yeah, and then so which means that a cheaper car could cost more than a more expensive car. Yeah, so a lot of people are saying, you know, I'm waiting for the BYD Dolphin, like you said, right? So it's going to cost maybe below 100,000 ringgit. Well, if it costs below 100,000 ringgit to sell in Malaysia, then it's going to get the tax. But if they if that happens, um, mm. similar to the Neta, they mm. need to mark it up to... 100k mark just to meet that requirement so the bare minimum is 100k yeah yeah so if they do mark it up that means that's a huge margin for the seller yes have to <laughs> but at the same time if you think about it, hey you're gonna pay 100k for this car right must have top up a bit more to get the auto tree which is a much bigger car so that defeats the purpose of having an affordable car i think the issue here is um i our government the people who are making all this decision is a bit slow in terms of adapting to all these new policies. Um, even even with the current EV ownership experience, we have issues with the standardization of charging installation. The uh, guidelines. Yeah. yeah, the guidelines for that. Certification. Yes, yeah, certification and whether uh, what are the regulations for installation of uh, EV chargers in high-rise buildings. There was this one ruling say cannot charge, cannot... Install chargers in basement car parks and um, Bujistory car parks. Hello, look at worldwide, you know, like Singapore, in Hong, Kong. Hong Kong, Indonesia, or all that. They install chargers indoors, right? And yeah. even Tesla superchargers, they also install in shopping mall car parks because obviously you want to put chargers where people stop for a long time. Yeah, so I guess that's another frustration. I think that one maybe is for another show. Let, me, let us know if you want us to talk about the state of EV... Uh, in Malaysia 
and where it's going. Because the other question that we talked about before we started the show was whether you should get an EV or not. Mm-hmm. The cheapest EV. No, no, no. It's okay. Number one is should you get the cheapest EV or for the same price should you get a ICE? And then it's like the cheapest EV versus the cheapest ICE. Yep. Then the other thing that we wanted to talk about, right? Ultimately, in the at the end of the day, should you get an EV? Mm-hmm. Is is an EV the right thing for you? Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know whether we want to discuss that now. I think or, it's good for another show. Yeah, it's good for another show. But I feel like I should answer it now. <laughs> okay, well, I don't you want to know? Can... Tune to the next episode. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. Why don't you put it in the comments yes. and and let us know? Um, I think EVs are cool to be honest, and. Uh, I I'm driving one. It's a it's a really smooth experience. Uh, I have a charger at home, so not really an issue for me. Uh, I don't do a lot of long distance driving with the EV. In fact, I have a Carnival for long distance driving, so I don't have an issue. But maybe for me, it's different because I have I have two cars. For people who only have one car and they want to go balik kampung, maybe it's an issue. So maybe that's something that we should discuss in another show. Oh, before I forget, um, another. Uh, potential change in the next two years is that um, you know Proton and Perudua mm. they've been they've been told to accelerate you know to make cheaper EVs because hey what's up with you guys you know you know what's your EV plans because Proton initially said that oh they were thinking of you know bringing EVs like three twenty seven and now new energy vehicle not EVs right no EVs real EVs okay so um recently um Proton's deputy CEO said yeah they actually you know responding to what the Ministry of International Trade Industry has said right mm. to expedite the production of affordable locally assembled EVs they said that they are working closely to identify model to release as early as 2025 so that's something that works it's all in the pipeline lah so yeah. if it's not confirmed or anything don't hold your breath on it lah yeah so Basically, the way I look at this, this um, Geely has a lot of uh, EVs in their own, you know, in their own basket, yep. which they can rebash and make Malaysia as a right-hand drive mm. market. But mm. it seems that Geely is not really confident in Malaysia right now. I think we've seen that in the geometry launch. Yeah, it's because of the policies of, yes. of the government. I think that's the biggest issue right and now. And even like in the recent Proton X90 launch, because they invited the chairman of Geely, mm. uh, Lee Shufu, mm. um, he also said, you know, he, uh, he, during the presentation, he also said, NEVs. So NEVs, for those who don't know, is basically new energy vehicle. Mm. So it looks like, from the way I, I gather, it's like they're not ready to jump fully on board an EV yet for Malaysia. In Malaysia. Malaysia. Yeah. In Malaysia so yeah. they want to start with hybrids. Because yeah. so they are fully EV. Yeah, uh, they have I mean, a lot of EVs. Yeah, so they, they have, have a lot of EV vehicles. Like Geometry, mm. Zika, all the cool EVs. Even the Lotus. Lotus. Yeah. yeah. is uh, Geely. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So, I mean, why didn't the... I mean, they have platforms, they have options. They can really quickly change something into a Proton. Yep. Like how they did the X50, X70, X90. Yes. Not a problem. Yeah, they, they can, but the matter is when. When and also the facilities. So, assembling or manufacturing EVs in Malaysia is, is a, another daunting task. You have the issue of battery supply, blah, 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 blah. blah. But I think that's a discussion for another show. Yep. It's my cue to say, you know, if you guys are... <laughs> If you guys want to, you can also listen to us on podcast. We're available where you listen your podcast. Just search for Let's Talk About Sorry Chin Chow and we're there. If you're listening to us on podcast, do give us a five-star rating because that helps the show. If you're watching us on YouTube, give us a thumbs up if you like the show. Drop us a comment on what you think of the show, um, the topics we talked about. Um, because we did the X90 show and we got a lot of views and a lot of comments on uh, from there. And that inspired us to do Uh, similar uh, shows along a similar line. So, you have any ideas or suggestions on what we should talk about? Uh, car comparison or phone comparison, let us know. 
and we'll do that for you. Um, and if you haven't already, please do subscribe to our channel. That's pretty much it. Yep. Oh yeah, voice, voice note. note. Yeah. Yeah. If you haven't, if you want to drop us a voice note, you can do so uh, by sending an email to us at let's talk about at soyachincha.com. Yeah, that's for our podcast listeners. If you want to drop us a comment and say, you know, I have something to say, but I love the Neta V. I mm. made a booking on one, mm-hmm. and here are the reasons why I bought it. Yep. Please do. <laughs> I would play that uh, voice note for sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's pretty much it. This is me, Amin. Yes, Alex. Catch you guys later. Bye. Bye.